Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Thoughts May Vary. Things look a little different just for today's intro, and actually the entire episode. Meadow is sick today, so I am here solo, which is weird and sounds very quiet, but these women, although need no introduction because of how fantastic they are, I needed to come on here and give the intro. A warning before today's spectacular episode that I'm so excited for you guys to get to listen to. Unfortunately, we had a bit of a technical difficulty, of course, which always happens with Meadow and I, and we're unable to capture any video for this episode, which honestly sucks because we recorded this in person. It was one of the only times we got to record with our guests in person. And thank God that we were recording with Scout and Maddie Mayo because... Oh my God, <laughs> the embarrassment that I would have felt if it was anybody else. I kind of just gave away who our guests are. I didn't kind of, I did give away who our guests are. Today, we have on a repeat of some of your guys' favorite previous guests and one of our favorite people on planet Earth, Scout Sobel. Please go listen to her episode all about becoming a first-time mother. It will be linked in the show notes. Scout is the founder of Scout's Agency, a leading agency for getting women as guests on podcasts to tell their stories, grow their businesses, and become thought leaders. I've worked with them personally, and they are remarkable. And she's also the author of the amazing book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, which guides millennial and Gen Z women through the emotional challenges of launching, running, and scaling a business. And of course, Scout is the co-host of the amazing OKSIS podcast, which Meadow and I also recently went on, and that episode is also live. So we will put that in the show notes down below. And today we got the full duo. We got the full OKSIS duo. And we also have on Scout's amazing sister, Maddie Mayo. She's of course the other half of OKSIS. And she's also the co-founder of Camber app, which is quite frankly, one of my favorite follows on TikTok and Instagram and the best app ever. Camber is a social travel app based here in Los Angeles. If you need things to do, places to be in LA, Camber is the thing to follow. And today we talked about so many amazing things, so I promise I will shut up and let you listen to the episode. But let me just clue you in on some of the things that we talked about. We talked about not chasing this constant need and feel like we always need to be leveling up. We talked about thinking about our identities and what happens when we have identity shifts. We talked about toxic relationships and how it impacts us and how we don't have regrets because it actually makes us who we are now and just so much more, honestly. So I will stop talking. This feels very weird without Meadow. I feel like I'm like cheating on her or something by being here solo. And I will just let you listen to the fantastic episode. So again, so sorry for the no video for today's episode. We will be back with video next week. So please enjoy our conversation with Scout and Maddie. I'm Meadowlark. And I'm Gabriela. And this is Thoughts May Vary. The podcast that sits at the intersection of mental health, nuance, and community. And we're grateful you're here. And that's me. That's just a little bit about us. Yeah. And. Is that gimmicky <laughs> enough for the people? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks. The dream swap we've all been waiting I for. Know. I'm a Thoughts May Vary stan. Stop like, it. Thank you so much. I'm an enthusiast. We're, we're, I enthu- the, we said this on their podcast, so everyone has to go listen to us on OKSIS, but our communities are collectively screaming, crying, throwing up. Yeah. I feel like, like they we've been trying assume. to do this for so long. Yeah. yeah. The podcasts are so aligned. Like it's swap of our dreams. Yeah. Also, Scout was the first person that I called when I was like, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. I need you to explain everything. And you literally took an hour of your time. You were so busy. You took an hour and you no got one the ever phone asked with me. her to do that again, though. No she's one busy. Ever asked she's her. a mom. She's <laughs> important. Yeah. Her time, respect her time. Let me tell you something. No one ever asked me that, but I would do it again and tenfold for you too. Thanks. That was the best. You Thanks. ran through literally from like the equipment that I needed to like strategy yeah. to timing, like like it was remarkable and so grateful because that really like set us up. See, that's why I'm really bad at consulting because like I pay pe- like I have an hourly rate, but I literally jam pack four hours into one hour and I need to not do that, you know? I mean, yours was I was just helping you, so I was like, let's get as much in here, mm-hmm. but that is something I need to That's a good pay, realization, I need to pace, pace the value I yeah. provide. <laughs> oh. Create curriculum. Yeah. So then you like have to follow a schedule. Yeah, I just yeah, talk that's a fast, good one. I feel like. Break but anyways, yeah. yeah, but no, it's good. I was literally with like a pen, like a savant, like <laughs> writing it all down really quickly. I remember so exactly where I was when we had that conversation, actually. Oh. Yeah. 
It was so, so good. So yes, this is long awaited. I feel like you guys have been the blue, like the blueprint for so many oh. podcasts. So we're very grateful and excited for you guys to be Thank you. Also, Maddie and I are high school sweethearts, but if yes. you want to hear about it, you have to go to their podcast. Yeah. Oh, a little plug. A oh, little yeah. plug. Our episode with, with you guys on your podcast will already be out. So okay, everybody perfect. go pause this, listen to that, and then come back. Yeah. Yeah, probably a good idea. For more. Yeah, because yeah, it'll be a nice continuation of energy. Yeah, exactly. part, part one and part two. Yeah, yeah. yeah part yeah. one and part two. We'll, we'll label ours part one. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, well, Scout knows the deal, but Maddie, welcome oh to my Thoughts God. Berry. This is my second this oh is yeah. my second. Oh, my God, Scout's been here before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have beef with you guys. <laughs> what the fuck? Literally, I get this, I get this, like, I see a cute graphic on Instagram she with Scout. tell you? No. What? Well, that's beef what? with her, not us. What? Yeah. Well, I don't tell her every fucking podcast I go on. I see this, like, trendy graphic new episode with Scout, and I'm like, wait, wait listen, I know I, this trendy-ass graphic, and I'm like, wait, that's not Mary. You may not know this, you but have I a, am, You have another identity I'm, outside of a good I'm very cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, debatable. Like, I am debatable. Very cool. Okay. The reason you didn't come on was because we wanted to do the swap. The swap has been in the, the books for been, two years. Yeah. yeah. Two years. <laughs> Yeah, like, in person. Yeah. No, no, I totally, I, I, I get it. And you were like, it's about motherhood. I was like, that's something I don't know about. So yeah. there we go. That's okay. You have your moment to shine. In person. I yes. totally forgot that this is my second appearance. Yeah. Wow. Hi, Thoughts My Very People. I love you. They know you well. Your <gasps> episode was incredible. We like got so many cool messages about it and uh, we referenced it and it was so good. So everybody check yay. out Scouts. Yay. OG. We're giving you a lot of homework right now. Stop this and listen to five other episodes <laughs> first. <laughs> then come back but if then you remember. please come back. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, to welcome you on, Maddie, yes. what are you unpacking? I feel as though so much goodness is happening in my life right now. So much feels aligned. So much opportunity. There's like abundance, which is awesome because that's definitely something I've manifested. What I'm unpacking is that I still have this like undercurrent of shame and judgment that's like self-imposed. That mm. is, it's not even from society. It's not, mm -hmm. I don't know where, who, 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 I'm like, they're gonna find out that I'm not working at 12 p.m. on a Tuesday. Who's they? Yeah. Like, who yeah. is they? Like, I just have still a lot of limiting beliefs about what work is, what it should look like, mm. and I just, especially as an entrepreneur where there's so much rhetoric and a narrative of you have to be working 24 hours a day, mm. and if you're not, then you're, your startup's gonna fail, and I just have so much unlearning to do in that mm. regard. Um, so I don't know, every week I, I try so hard when, you know, I'm taking a little break, or even when I'm not taking a break, where I'm going out and, going to a restaurant, which is, that is my job to like mm -hmm. review a restaurant. Whereas, but I don't feel like it's my job. So then I'm like, oh my God, I should be at like my computer and doing emails or mm. like doing this. And I just get this crazy level of shame and judgment. That's like a loop and I try to release it, but I think it's just like maybe conditioning of being at previous jobs or mm -hmm. even just society telling me like what sure. entrepreneurship is. So that's what I'm unpacking. That's interesting because that also really mirrors the first thing we talked about on OK Sis in terms of like optimization of self-development yes. and then optimization of work. Like at what work. point are you working a nine to five hours in a different capacity and that's enough? When are you reaching a point of diminishing returns? Like that's yeah. also, oh, totally. I think about exactly. that all the time too. It's taken me so long to say out loud that like I am a creative because mm. I've always, even though I was, I've always been on like the creative side of business, like in the magazine and everything, it was still such a corporate environment that like I wasn't accustomed to admitting that about myself. And it wasn't until like, you know, Rick Rubin and Meadow like mm -hmm. making me read all these books <laughs> and talk about book. this. Yes. Where like your work informs your art and your art informs your work. So it's like you need yes. you need to step out of it as an entrepreneur, like you're a creator. We're all creators in yes. our own way, right? So it's like you have to step out of that to like get your inspiration and actually like live your fucking life so that you can recharge and come back to work like ready to go. That's so crazy you say that because that's literally what we were just talking about before you guys came into the room today. Really? Like I, and also what I was talking about with my co-founder where I feel very like weirdly still stuck in this, like I need to be at a computer and sit there mm -hmm. so and email and, oh, if I'm away from my desk, that's not quote unquote working. Mm -hmm. And it's, it terrorizes me. Like I literally can't get out of it. And my co-founder was saying like, you are, you know, the best part about Canva or the part that's working the best is your creative mind and the mm -hmm. content you put out. And if you do not 
even takes not time to create that content, which yeah, is not sitting at the it's computer. It's you out in the wild. It's me yeah. out in the wild, which is the creative, but I like weirdly don't associate that with work. So then I self-sabotage and then just like, I don't make the space and the time for the creativity to seep in. Mm-hmm. And also to step out of it. It's so true. I mean, I've been doing, uh, we talked a little bit about silent walking, but even just like things that feel creative or ways that your brain can just kind of like flow. So I went to an art class the other day. I'm a terrible painter. I'm like terrible, but I just was free painting. It looked like shit. I threw it away because it was terrible, but it was like so fun. And I just, my mind was wandering. I was just painting, no judgment, no expectations. And just, again, the free flowing, like I want to start knitting. I want to start doing Mm. a puzzle. I want to, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm in my domesticated yeah. era. Like I just want to get back to just letting my mind have space because mm-hmm. that's where we thrive and yeah. that creativity for sure. Like I'm like, I, I don't self-identify as a creative and that's really weird because yeah. that's like literally what I do. I have, a, I have a question. In what moments that you're doing the creation, you're doing the relaxing, like the painting class, are yeah. you like, I'm in a flow state. This feels so good. Like I ride with this. I get why this is what I do. And which flow state activities or when are you not at the computer when you're judging yourself for not being at the computer? Like when are they mm. different? Like what's your warning sign, I guess? Yeah. I mean, so like the other day, um, we had to drive like an hour across town to get to to get to the art class actually. But mm. then I was like, oh, let's go a couple of hours early. I'll take content at a wine bar and at a whatever. But like the fact that we were driving, it was like two in the afternoon and I was like, oh my God, I didn't do anything today. That was like, I didn't do anything. Oh my God. (laughs) Same brain. (laughs) Right. Right. And I was just like, and I'm like sitting in the car with my boyfriend. I'm like, I'm having so much anxiety. He's like, Mm. why? Like, I don't understand. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I should have Mm -hmm. probably responded to that email I did or whatever. And my co-founder brought something up. She's like, until if it, if you were somehow, uh, halting a process or like missing a deadline or like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like holding up something. Yeah. Yeah. Like holding up something then that, that's your job. Like, un, like if you were holding up something, I would tell you like, Hey, no, yeah, you have to be at your computer because you have to mm-hmm. do this thing, mm-hmm. but there is nothing that you have to respond to right now. So it's like, I don't, yeah, it's a, it's all self-imposed. It's very conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. And like, in fact, not only are you not halting something, you're accelerating another part of the right. process because your company is literally it, about like the cool things to do. Exactly. Who's going to find those things. You're not going to be staring at your computer exactly. asking other people what the cool things are. Like you're sourcing them. Right. It's I feel so like, like we were all raised by a generation that didn't believe that work could be joyful. Yeah. Or like you couldn't but, pursue passions in a career in the same way and have it be successful. So now when we identify with our career and it's something you're passionate about and care about and have fun doing, it doesn't feel productive. Right. Like how could it? I just realized maybe do you think it's just this, it's actually just the judgment of the job of Instagram because mm-hmm. before you judged people whose main job, you thought influencers just did this and they just did that. Oh, and, sure. and it's like yeah. that probably is overlapping because that's what people think about people who make money off social media. Mm-hmm. That's a great call out. I yeah. think so. I think, I think so. I think, I, I mean, I definitely thought that about influencers back in the day. I mean, when we started OK Sis, I was like, I don't want to be an mm-hmm. influencer. And mm-hmm. I'm, now I'm times like, I've said that sentence. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. Oh, influencers are a real job, and like, yeah. oh my god, Kimber, but that's probably and what it is. It's probably the it's probably the social media part of the whole thing. For sure. I yeah. mean, there's definitely there's so much toll. I mean, you guys know this of like putting yourself out there on the internet. Like, there's so much emotional shit that happens, mm-hmm. yeah. and so there's that on top of just like the continuous showing up, and then. Yep. Um, yeah, like not believing it's a real job. Yeah. <laughs> like it's weird. Yeah. Do you I think that there's like a piece of it? Maybe I'm just fully projecting onto you. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that there's sure. a piece of it that doesn't feel like it's a real job because you're the one that created it? Ooh. Yeah, kind of. Mm. I mean, I never thought, okay, this was a real job or like a real thing. And it it is kind of true. Like because I'm because I'm doing everything and I know the back end, it's like, wait, this is not how real companies are. <laughs> I fucking said that in therapy today. I'm sorry. I'm we are the sorry. same and they are the same. All younger children are the exact same person and all older children are the yeah. exact same person. Like across the motherfucking board. That's why I bet you if you told, if you pulled people who liked Prince Harry or who didn't like Prince Harry, <laughs> the people who didn't like Prince Harry are older kids and the people who love Prince Harry are younger children. Because when I was example, reading it, okay. I was like, oh, this motherfucker is just a younger child left in Right, and I can't stand it. And I was like, "Oh, you're reading his his memoir." Yeah, I finished it a while ago. We talked about. Didn't he talk about like masturbating and his penis? He talks about his penis, right? There was a fight or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the only frostbite. way they marketed it. Literally, right? like, his yeah. penis. His penis. Yeah. That's okay, not even. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that was like something okay. that jumped Anyways, out. I was literally just, just fucking talking about yeah. this. I said to my therapist today, yeah. we were identifying limiting beliefs, and I was like, I have this fucking syndrome that like, once I do something, I deem it no longer difficult. Mm. Because if I could do it, then it's fucking easy. Oh mm-hmm. yes, I. Yeah. Totally see that. And yeah. how can something easy be productive? Like it has to, I have to work for it rather than working with your gift. Quote unquote, hard work has equated to stress. Totally. So that's why like, I don't totally. identify as a hard worker, even though maybe other people would say that about me. I would not say that about myself because I don't want to be stressed all the time. Because you have a regulated nervous system? What? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have an ulcer? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like literally. Yeah. And it's funny because my co-founder is like, no, you're the hardest working person I know. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, literally don't know what we were talking about because I don't want to be stressed all the time. And yeah. that's what I equate it to. Mm. And someone should write a book on different like archetypes of work ethics. So that there's not just like one work ethic. Or just archetype. hustle culture. It's just constant stress. Which also I think needs a reframe. I was talking about this with my sister the other day and like, like she comes from an environment with like the work that she's done. That's just like really like, it's not even hustle culture. Like she was working with the government. Like it's like you, like, right. you don't, there's, there's, like, like you have yeah. to do what you're going to do. Sure. And we were talking about how like hustle culture needs a reframe because I think sometimes it gets a little, and I don't think this is what you're saying at all, but like it goes way far. The pendulum swings where it's just like now people are like, Oh, like it, that, that's toxic. That's hustle culture. And I'm like, no, you just don't actually want to work. That's okay. What your, what your sister just said is the reason why every time Maddie says hustle culture, I get triggered inside because I'm like mm. my immediate like trigger and I'm working on it. Cause it's my thing. I'm like, I have employees. Like I, there's no, like you fucking have to, like sometimes you that, have to hustle, but it's different but than, I know. that's why it needs a rebrand. That's, what, right. Hustling that's is good. what I hear. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm like, okay, yeah. well and we have to be fucking means. realistic yeah. about our responsibilities. Right. Like, do you but know what I mean? there needs to be a Justice for Kim. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Get your fucking ass up and work. Scott was on Kim's side during that. Like, it was not the appropriate time to say it, like, in the middle of a pandemic when everyone's, like, trying to work but, like, losing their jobs. But, like, like, fair point. But, like, no one wants to work these days. Her. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I, and I see that side, right? And that's why when I do, when I do say that, I'm, I immediately think, oh, I'm lazy. Oh, when I'm like, oh, I don't like hustle culture. I must be lazy. I must not. And it's weird. You must not have the grit in you to like do it. Hustle culture to me is the, it's almost like the hustling for hustling's sake that doesn't actually get you anywhere. That's the point of diminishing returns. It's like like busy culture. Yeah. 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 Which like doesn't. Like, are you being productive? To, like, when right. I think of the word hustle, I think of excitement. I think of imagination. I think of birthing creations. Oh, see, I, that is not what I think. I think of, like, oh, my God, let's fucking go. This is so exciting. That's yeah. what I think of when I think of hustle. I don't. It needs a rebrand. It, it needs, needs a that's, rebrand. Because I like that. I want that. I want that, spectrum. I want that energy. Spectrum, and I yeah. feel that. And I feel that excitement and adrenaline. Yeah. But, like, that to me doesn't feel like hustle. I don't like to be, like, burnt out and just mm-hmm. doing shit to do shit and stressed to be stressed. Mm-hmm. Like, why would anyone want that? So then, what oh, is that people called? do, and there is that because, like, I grew up in a family like that yeah. where it's like we're all—it's a fucking pissing contest of like who worked more hours today, mm-hmm. yeah. constant. And so, like, when I first went freelance, and I like oh, didn't yeah. have as many like, well, a I didn't have any clients, so I was just writing. Mm-hmm. So if I like wasn't working on a story or I wasn't spending my entire day pitching, mm-hmm. or like we hadn't started the podcast, like if I wasn't like staring at my computer from like. 9 a.m. until like at that point too, like I had gone because in the pandemic we were working so much where I was working like 14 hour days. Mm-hmm. So if I wasn't like at least on my computer from like nine to like seven thirty, let's say, like I was like, oh, you're you're you just don't want to work. That's why you quit your job. Yeah. That's no. why you quit your job because you just don't want to work and you're you're just being a little bitch ass and like that's you know, you gotta be doing it. But then I'm like, but I'm not fucking doing anything when yeah. I'm staring at my computer. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, you might as well read a book outside. Literally. Literally. Think about your pictures that you actually want to pitch. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like make space. Yeah. I think I'm also yeah, I'm trying to That's why I don't know how I got wrapped in a hustle culture because I'm just gonna like humbly brag real quick. Please yeah, do that I feel like Yes, like, of course, there are moments where work is stressful and there are moments where you have to go a little bit over and there are moments when you get burnt out because that's life and nothing is perfectly balanced. But I've always, like, taken lunch outside and been fine Mm -hmm. if I go for a massage in the middle of the day and not being consuming content all the time. And I've always taken such good care of my mental and physical health while working, like, pushing at work, like, a good amount 
So I've always been like, I don't know why you're telling me I'm okay, hustle wait. culture. I don't understand. Now I'm going to project because we're the same person. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because I now work with individuals and consult and coach and do that, I have made it a point and it has two people that have mental health, such an integral part of like our brand identity and personal identity. We have to take care of our mental health Mm -hmm. in order to present it well and represent it and do our job. Yeah. So like I've made in terms of like optimizing self-care and all that jazz. Oh yeah. It's a non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable, but also because it feeds directly into my job. Okay. So I can justify it. Be like, well, this directly supports my work because I cannot Mm. show up to work without this vessel. And how do we make that directly integrated to like my work like because it is like me taking care of myself and not burning out literally pushes the company forward because if I don't show up the company does not Mm -hmm. move forward so it's like our uh, through lines just a little bit more direct to like get that feedback to feel more clear right at least that's how I that's how I feel yeah mine's just like if I don't do it there's there's not there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing (laughs) yeah there's a psychotic episode or something (laughs) But like, do you think because from such a young age, you were confronted with mental health in a way that like others might not have been where, listen to Scott's episode on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but do you think because you were confronted with it at such a young age and you've been working on it for so long that you like already had those systems in place? So by the time you became a founder- Before people even spoke about it, You like knew what you needed to do. Whereas other people reach burnout, they do it the other way. They reach burnout, they have the breakdown and then they reset. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that my life burned down early enough that in the rebuilding of it, I can use those rebuilding skills towards running a business. So like it's, it's almost, uh, I don't know the right way to say this. Say it the wrong way. Everything's easy compared to what I went through. That's exactly how I feel. Everything's a little bit like, it's like, I've already done this, but I've, I've, I've conquered the most ambiguous monster that didn't make sense, that I was scared, that fucked up my family, that like could have fucked up my whole life. And like, I wasn't supposed to amount to anything. Mm. So if I'm here, like, it's just got to be good. Like, I wrote about that shit with your good. chest. This out. is like, exactly what I say about my dad being dead, my yeah. dad dying. I was like, the worst thing that could have happened to me happened so young that, yeah. like, throw anything at me. It's fucking easy. Like, I went through a really hard year yeah. this year, and my coach is always saying, hey, I just want to reflect how fast you moved through that. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I know I that know like when this feeling, I got to feel it. And then I do this and then I do yeah. this and then I feel it. And I know, and then I move through it real fast because yep. I've yeah. done it so many do times. We, but do we think, this is the thing I keep going back to is like, do we think that's a prerequisite though to feeling this amount of healing and techniques that we have now? Like, do you need to, right? It's not that you have to, but I think that your healing when it's a survival situation in many ways leaves a different impact versus just when the stakes are higher, it changes the dynamic of what it imprints inside you. And I don't think that you, you need to go through anything terrible. I would never wish that on you. That's what I'm saying is like, sometimes it's like, I feel like I need to have gone through like an insane trauma to have a more fulfilled life. Whereas like, I think about my parents' divorce. I'm like, okay, wait, that was trauma. So like now I can... Be, do you know what I'm trying to but say? Also, yeah, the context is always different, but we have the same range of human emotions. Yes. Right. So your biggest trauma could have felt the exact same emotion as our biggest trauma if it was a different, like a quote unquote harder relative. in context. I see. It's also yeah. relative but, but certain, that like certain traumas, every rock bottom is. But certain traumas put a pressure point on someone. For sure. So like for Maddie sure. can stuff the divorce and go 30 years. Right. You yeah. know, versus yeah. I'm in a hospital. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. So and now it's all dip- coming now. And it's, it, yeah. it's, it's relative and it could feel the same. Both of those traumas could technically feel the same. Yeah. But if your rock bottom or your trauma doesn't push you to actually right. do something about it in the moment, doesn't it pop could the linger for a long time and hurt people for a long time in a silent capacity. Thanks. Yeah. Got yeah. it. <laughs> I don't totally <laughs> love it. I love watching sister dynamics. But I don't know that you have to. I think it helps in certain capacities sure. with that. But I don't know that I believe you have to. Because think about the same yeah. way we think about expanders mm-hmm. and like forming the new neuropathways and learning through someone else and seeing something for yourself. Like I do think you can get lessons from the opposite spectrum. Yeah. yeah. I just think, I, mean? I think what I'm trying, like I want to have learned the lessons right. that, and not, of course, and not go through the rock bottom. But you hear about stories of, yeah. or even people who 
reach incre incredible levels of success. And mm -hmm. then they are like, oh, actually, yeah, money doesn't buy what I thought yep. or money, getting all this money wasn't what I thought. I now look for X, Y, and Z. And I'm yeah. like, how do I learn that lesson without having to like, you can't, you can't, presence. you can't expedite yeah. the healing. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't like, expedite the healing. And I think for me, what I'm learning is what my acupuncturist pointed out that I'm not working with my therapist. Tell me you're from fucking Los Angeles with that sentence <laughs> coming out of my mouth. <laughs> But yeah. it is that of like, I'm trying to learn that lesson now of like not being the like millionaire billionaire that's then like the money isn't the happiness. Sure. Now I'm fucking miserable. Like sure. kids listen up. And yeah, you're like, thank you, Bill Gates. Like yeah. super helpful info. Right. Yeah. Got you. So like for me, I think what I'm trying to do at least now, and like I'll circle back and check in with you, let you know how it fucking yeah. goes. But like, <laughs> it really is that trying to integrate all of those feelings that I associate with the safety of like the have do be mm -hmm. integrating that into like where I'm at now because I'm allowed to feel those things now. Present. But I understand you could, I almost didn't go to my new therapist cause she's an EMDR therapist. And I was like, I'm not traumatized enough to do EMDR. She yeah. was like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I genuinely thought that it had to have been like something Cavity. wild yeah. had yeah. happened for you to like be able to do that. Mm. I think about this with my daughter, Lily, because Obviously, I want to give her the best life. Mm -hmm. I want to give her an easy, beautiful life. But I also yeah, understand the importance of pain and struggle and that it's completely inevitable. So it's like I kind of want her to go through something right. that is difficult knowing that she has a mom who's fully equipped to support yeah. her and give her mm -hmm. those tools. But it's such a fine line as a parent because... Technically, I was like kind of, I was thinking about this. I was like, I hope my daughter is a fucking trust fund Nepo baby, right? I did something right, okay? I yeah. did something right if my yeah. daughter has those opportunities. And people like make fun of people like that. But at the end of the day, that's what all parents want. They want right. to be able yeah. to give what they've worked so hard in their whole life. They want to hand it to yeah. their children. Mm -hmm. They yeah. want to hand it to their children. And my, my biggest thing is I, entitlement is very difficult of a trigger for mm. me. And so uh, how, I'm like, how do I give her a good life and teach her? Yeah. And you know what I mean? There's like all of these things because you give someone a good, easy life. And unless you raise them in a certain way through a good, easy life, they're not going to be equipped for no. this world. No. I mean, that's why I struggled a lot with inner child work because I was like, you're so playful. You'd think like you did from an outside perspective, you'd think you could tap right in. No, no, I'm fine to tap in. It's more about when I was revisiting mm. memories and it would say like reprogram certain memories. And I was like, Yo, okay, wait, okay, but okay. those memories made me who I am. So mm. like, I think what I didn't connect with was like the messaging of, you know, you went through something, you weren't support, you know, you heal the memory, heal give the a memory. new memory, give a yeah. new memory of your parents coddling you mm -hmm. and telling you you're safe and you're loved. I'm like, wait, like, no, the reason I think I am the way I am is because they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was confused. Cause I was like, wait, but you know, if, if our whole purpose is to get back to where we were when we were first born and that essence of ourselves, I'm like, yeah, but that's not even what life is. Like we mm. needed the scars. We needed the trauma. But I don't think that takes yeah. away the lesson. Yeah. I think that just takes away the limiting belief you're and the suffering and pain around it. You're still going to have the lesson from the experience. Cause obviously right. you're still going to have the memory, right, yeah. but that only goes to the back of your head to like, to, yeah, take away that limiting yeah. belief and that suffering. Yeah. yeah. So like if let's say our parents did not do this, but let's say if you're, if our parents, our parents did not do this, let's say if our parents, uh, let's say if parents, a parent, a parent did not ever hug their child or tell right. their child they love them. Yeah. That child is acting in the world trying to find that love. So mm -hmm, when you sure. reparent that memory, that child gives it to themselves mm -hmm. so they no longer need to act out that wound yeah. in all of their relationships. Seek it somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like a perfect example. I'm like, God, I really shouldn't record a podcast the day I do therapy because it's like <laughs> all really yeah. just here. But like we were talking about this and we were talking about limiting beliefs and we were, I was explaining like, you know, I went through like a really fucked up relationship when I was 18 until I was 22 and I wouldn't change a fucking thing mm -hmm. because it made me the person that I am. It made not like I, I can make, go down the list of the blessings that I got from that of like my empathy, my compassion, my like the way that I can humanize the way that like my picker is so much fucking stronger. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I walked out of that relationship genuinely believing that like I was the most unlovable human mm -hmm. on planet fucking earth mm -hmm. and I didn't deserve a goddamn thing. 
And then in Hoffman, I wasn't even, what's funny is like, I wasn't even, the shame statement there was like, I'm not lovable, Mm. but it wasn't even about the, like, I wasn't even talking about the guy Mm -hmm. at Hoffman. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was dating him when I left Hoffman, Mm. but I worked through all of that so that when I, I like reparented those memories, did all of those things. And then when I got out of Hoffman and I'd healed that wound, I was able to then look at him and be like, Oh, and we broke up for good. Mm -hmm. And it was when we actually were able to do that because I was able to see my worth and my value in that. And now I move through life knowing my worth, understanding Mm -hmm. how lovable I am and moving in that way and only allowing shit into my life that like lets me do that. But that relationship made me who the fuck I am. Yeah, yeah. 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 Literally, you are, this is scary how much we are saying. Like we are talking, bitch. Like holy shit. Because I also went through a traumatic, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, when I was 18. And it... For the longest time, I I cursed the day that we Mm. were together. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. why did this happen to me? Like, I couldn't see any lesson. I couldn't Mm -hmm. see it at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I also felt completely unlovable. Like, the rejection Mm -hmm. was just like, whew, deep, deep. Um, Until, I think it was like last year that it really started to lift where I was like, oh my God, I'm so grateful. Like, whoa, I would have never been in therapy. I would have never, Mm -hmm. you know, gone. I would have never started this business probably because I wouldn't have had the confidence or like, I don't know, all these moments and things that I like thank him for. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of crazy because there's this uh, trend right now going on on TikTok where there's a Taylor Swift song. It says like, I'm, I'm sitting at the restaurant and like you left me at the restaurant. I'm, she's basically mm-hmm. saying she's like sitting there. He's moved on. The world's moved on, but like, I'm still waiting for you and like mm. sitting there. Sounds like grief. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. And so everyone on TikTok is like filming themselves crying, being like, how do I leave the restaurant? How do I leave the restaurant? And <laughs> the scout is like, go to therapy. Literally get off TikTok, go to therapy. But they're just like, how do I leave the restaurant? How do I leave? And then some people are like, I left the restaurant, but I sometimes walk by to see if I peek mm. inside or like, I want to check mm. the menu and like, whatever. They're trying to, whatever. I love Cute. a metaphor to describe I know, it, was it, was very, it was very metaphoric. Yeah. So then I made a TikTok where I was like this, and it was so liberating because I would never have felt myself in this position, but I was like, wait, I know how to leave the restaurant. So I made a TikTok about how, how to, to leave, leave the, the restaurant. restaurant. Oh, I love that. And I said, the first tip was, um, like, I think like be grateful for those moments. Like, even mm-hmm. if it hurts, even if you're like, fuck that person, you have a grudge, mm-hmm. like just be like so grateful and try to f- mm-hmm. come out with like lessons that you have. Mm-hmm. And then another point that people really loved was, um, now when I, think about him or like have he passes through my mind I send like a loving thought to him and I'm just yeah. like oh I wish him well and I like love smile and, and I and literal, I literally smile because yeah. it brings the joy and then it goes yeah. whereas before I would be like fuck get out of my head listen what when I tell you I'm like which one of my fucking healers told me this I couldn't even remember <laughs> they said to me resentment is drinking poison and hoping yeah. the other person dies Lit- literally oh, anger scat- anger Buddha said that about anger no it wasn't Buddha yes it was it's it a Buddha was, quote no it was know. hold on Nelson Mandela, because I just looked it up to to comment back to someone. Wait, in the same way, like seven years ago, you and I had a solo OK Sis pod. I feel like now they need to do that because they really are the same version of us. Honestly, that day was... Superb, super. Meadow and I sat without Iconic. fucking cameras. It was like two hours. And we hours. sat in the background. <laughs> we had wine. We were in the backyard. There was birds chirping. Then we went for Mexican food. It, it was, was perfect. Oh yeah. my God. You guys need to wow. recreate that. Yeah. Okay, wait. We need to all, like, this has been a big unpacking. We need to hear what's yeah. happening. But no, I have so many more thoughts. Yeah. Not to cut I know, you off. I do have a follow-up. I have a couple okay. follow-up do questions. Do you want to keep going? No, I would like to pivot and then we'll go back. Can I? Okay. <laughs> for the first time like, in friend. my life, I don't really want to talk about what I'm unpacking. Fuck yeah. And I don't want people to ask me how I am because I have an inability to not be completely honest. And Mm. for the first time, I found myself going through something this year that I can't really talk about in mm. out loud. Yeah. And so it's very conflicting for me because I don't really like being on the internet if I'm not yeah. able to be fully myself. So I will give quite vague terms as to what I'm unpacking. And that alone could be the unpacking. Yeah. And we respect that. Totally. Boundary. Like yeah. being <laughs> private for yeah. like a hot second. Um, Cause that's very foreign 
to, to me, I think, after five years of this podcast. Honestly, I uh, feel like I'm unpacking who I am now as a mother mm. and how big of a transition and an identity shift that's been for me. Um, I feel like I am unpacking an identity that I stuffed down for a really long time that she is really bringing to light. Mm. I feel like right now I'm unpacking the last like five years of who I was and how I was doing things and redoing things. Not that anything about who I was the last five years was wrong. It was actually fucking awesome mm -hmm. and great and aligned and fulfilled and I loved it. And it hurts that it's not for me anymore. It's not aligned in that way for me anymore. So I'm all, like, I'm shedding a lot of my old patterns and habits and ways of doing things. I'm letting go of a lot of ego and a lot of identity and I'm, learning who I am without all of that. And I think mm -hmm. I'm coming to a truer version mm -hmm. of me. That's fucking beautiful. That's really cool. So fucking cool. And I, I maybe just cause we're talking about relationships, but it, it, I see the parallels in such a cool way in terms of like, that could be the best choice for you at the time, the lessons you need at the time and aligned for you at the time. And yet leaving you get like those transitions you, when you gain so much clarity, like both exist, like that was completely aligned and this new tearing it down and rebuilding is completely yeah. aligned. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, doesn't have, mean, it doesn't yeah, negate, it doesn't mean, yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean that it takes away yes. what was the previous. It's literally just, we are constantly changing and evolving. Yeah. And I don't think we leave room for that. Yeah. That's I really think, cool. Yeah. I think it was a really, and I spoke to Mads offline about it. Mads was like, really? I thought this was so aligned. It's like, no, it, it doesn't negate anything about right. who I was last year. It was aligned for you then. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it takes, it, it, believe me, it is, it is painful to yeah. change an identity that was working for you Ooh, or a way yeah. of life that was like serving you, especially if you had future dreams for that identity of yours. Like mourning the life that you didn't have yeah. then in that trajectory. Like the what I thought that I was going to have with huge. that. Exactly. Burning your life, not burning your life down, but uh, I think answering the call yeah. of where you, sh where your soul needs to be versus where you think you should be from an egoic standpoint mm -hmm. is... It's a humbling and rough process. What were your, without getting into specifics, what were your pings or warning bells to be like, fuck, I have to rethink this now? Right after we recorded with Jennifer Meyer, she's this incredible, she's incredible, I mean, yeah. iconic. But like, I mean, if you listen to the episode, it's like just so simple and just like, we were like, it's always the simple simplest. ones that you're Literally, registered We were like, yeah. give us the chips and chips. Yeah. She was like, I just like I'm I calm. heard those clips. Like, yeah, I'm just that, yeah. and we were like, "What? Like, <laughs> what do you mean?" Yeah. Um, and then literally after that, Scott was like, "I'm gonna say something out loud that I've never said that I've been doing like oh. in me." And then she said it, and then I was like, "Okay." Oh. Did you Have feel you the release immediately from saying it? Sorry, I'm completely interrupting you. Or was that the one of the hardest parts? No, because I think I was fighting it before I said that. So the hardest part was before the saying of the thing. Uh -huh. And then I said it, and then I was able to process it with my coach. And yeah. I was able to take away all the shoulds and certain vanity metrics that I really wanted mm -hmm. for myself. And then I rerouted, but very, mm -hmm. I'm being very patient mm -hmm. and calm with it. I'm, I usually, like, I know. I know who I'm becoming, but I'm not really rushing her. Mm -hmm. Like I'm very clear on her and I'm very clear on a, a lot of things around that, but um, I'm not rushing that, which is very different for me. So everything mm -hmm. that I instinctually usually do, I'm not doing and I'm I, taking a different approach. I feel like this is such, we don't even have to get into this, but just you saying that is such a beautiful allegory for suicide. Because no one wants to touch the question, are you suicidal with a 10-foot pole? And people think they'll plant the seed. Oh, and uh, meanwhile, people have been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, having no space to bring it up. And when you ask the question, the release it gives someone to be like, yes, that's a part of my experience. I can look at it. I've been waiting to be able to discuss this, mm. to then not act on it, but actually know that that's like a normal part of a human experience and those thoughts exist and you can work through them and it's hard. Yeah. But you have a space to process that and work through it and see a different trajectory. Like... It's about to be suicide prevention week, and that's the most beautiful allegory for suicide prevention. Oh, I feel really, like, yeah, in a really I got, cool way. I got tricked with the suicide question. Did you? Oh yeah, that's so mean. They that is me. that is like the old school way to do yeah. that shit, though. They tricked me. I said it. Boom, fifty one fifty. Of baby. course, it yeah. Was yeah. Like of course. The people come in. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, because yeah. this is like the new age way of like yeah. how we're hoping and people talk about it, but exactly. it's not the reality yeah, yeah. of like people yeah. our age and generations before yeah. us. Yeah, but sometimes you're right. Like the admittance of it out loud, like. 
before I said it to Mads, it was like, I, I said, I, I didn't even know how to say it, but I just said it because I was in the presence of her and it felt really good. And yeah. saying that and admitting it, you have to be in a state of surrender. You have to be in a state of like a little mm-hmm. bit of a shadow moment. I honestly, like I'm Major having a little bit of moment. a flare up right now because I feel so sensitive to content. Like, to be honest, like mm. creating this is uh, the video and the podcast. Like I'm getting a little shaky and catatonic if I'm being honest, just because I am so sensitive to stimu- stimulation right now yeah. where I just want to be alone. I don't want to talk to people and it's not in an isolation way. It's, yeah. it's really in yeah. an integration way. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you for telling us that yeah. because I think it's so much more powerful for people to have examples of that. That's like this. And yeah. that's this radically honest. Yeah. That's Ooh. something that you don't see on that sphere. That's wildly expansive. Yeah. Hmm. Have you read Elaine Waltroth's book more than enough? No, but I Do you really know who she should. is? Yes. Okay. So in that book, we love Elaine. I would, I would call her like a, a digital mentor for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And she has a quote in there that, or a story in there that I, it's forever stuck in my brain. And I read her book um, right when the pandemic hit, when I was like chewing on the idea of leaving my job. Mm-hmm. And I had already planned on like, I knew I was going to leave AD, but I was like, oh, I'll go to Vogue or I'll go to Teen Vogue. I'll go to, I'll go to another magazine and house, but I was chewing on the idea of leaving and I read that book and it really helped me with thinking about like my next steps. And she tells a story about how she was the editor in chief of Teen Vogue. She was in the role for like a year and a half, two years. And she was thinking about leaving, which like a lot of people don't really do. Mm-hmm. And she was really young and she reached out to one of her mentors, who's Ava DuVernay, who I'm like mm-hmm. fucking queen. And I'll be all for Gabby. I mean, she's just an incredible storyteller. And she reached out to Ava and went to her home or whatever. And she's telling the story and she's telling her and she's like, what do I do? What do I do? I finally have this editor in chief role. Mm-hmm. Like this is a coveted role. She's like, I'm a young black woman, a Conde Nast leading a fucking mm-hmm. magazine. Mm-hmm. Like, do I leave? And Ava looked at her and was like, I think the universe is calling you to be a little bit braver right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all of the fucking time. Yeah. How many people stay in things because they think mm-hmm. they should, or it, mm-hmm. it sounds good to the world, or or it's too hard to leave that future or it's you the saw, identity yeah, that you or the, identity yeah. that you created yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it is like that bravery that needs to be introduced because it is. It's that. Like, and I it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to a lot of people. It's usually yeah. like, oh wait, why would you do that? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You had this. Why'd you leave it to go do that? Mm-hmm. No, one hundred and ten percent. I understand yeah. that and relate to it. Like on every fucking mm-hmm. yeah level. We'd like to ask you your uh, flip side of your own mm. trademark question, like our what is our unpacking, and we'd mm. like to know your current mental health fixation. Um, I will say solitude. Like, mm. period. I, yeah. So we had Liz Tran, which you guys should have Liz Tran. Yeah, on. totally. You know who Liz Tran is? Yeah, reset. Yeah. You would love yeah. her. Of course. Yeah, you guys would drive with her. her. So she just released a book. I'm like obsessed with her podcast. I'm obsessed with her. And she released a book um, called The Karma of Success. And there's a chapter. And even though Scott and I were like kind of boycotting like self-help stuff, I was like, in the mornings, I like to read that kind of stuff. So anyways, um, and she has exactly what we were talking about, giving yourself space. Mm -hmm. Like you need to give your, like it just the salt, like you need stillness. And Mm -hmm. I think she has three S's, like stillness, solitude, something else. And, um, it's about hearing your intuition and giving space for like that inner voice to talk to you. Cause mm-hmm. it just like, we push it down or we just distract it mm-hmm. and we muddle it out so much with, with our lives and the distractions. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to just do a lot more of those types of activities, love that. solitude and That's just awesome. name like three of those activities. Silent walking period. Joseph is um, silent walking painting or just doing like some sort of arts and crafts, flow state, flow arts state. And crafts. playing Ramacube or any type of game. I want to start getting into mazes. I mm. not mazes, puzzles. Yeah. Sorry. And then I want to do knitting. Like I don't, I'm yeah. just like, I'm in this just like, I want to be alone. Yes. I love that. And just, yeah. those are all meditation. Meditation. Frankly. Yeah. Those Literally. are all meditation. Yeah. Just like, I love yeah. that. My brain, it just, when you, I think you like catch a bug like the yeah. minute like before I was so scared to be alone with my thoughts and now I'm teetering on the like I only want to be alone with my thoughts where it's crazy yeah. and I like this side much better yeah. but you're playing on the teeter-totter you'll balance yeah. it out yeah, yeah. She always tells me, and like the people that are like close to me in my life, like, no, like I'm so, um, I get sensory overload really easily. Yeah. And it's so funny because like one minute you'll catch me and I'm in the car blasting Bad Bunny as loud as my fucking oh. car can take it. Yeah. And then like the next minute, I'm like, if you 
speak, speak. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a mental breakdown. Yeah. So like when I cook, for example, yeah. like yeah. I am like so it's just like sometimes I have stuff on, but that or like where you want to be in the flow state with music or whatever. Totally. But when I it's cooking in silence and hearing like the sounds of cooking, mm-hmm. oh, it's is so gorgeous, calming yeah. and yeah. grounding and. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then your hands, I don't know, just everything. But yeah, I'm the same as you. Like, mm-hmm. I fucking go out and shake my ass and mm-hmm. listen and j- like t- take shots and I'm crazy. And then I'm like, oh my God, let's <laughs> sit in a 25 minute meditation. Like, I am. Like, I'll start crying. Like, I one time had them over at my house and I remember this. Everybody viscerally. was talking, screaming at the fucking top of their lungs, <laughs> yeah. which is like normal tone for our friend group. Yeah. And yeah. like, I'm also Cuban, so I should be used to this, but like, neither here nor there. <laughs> Everyone's yelling. And the fucking TV is on as loud as it can be. And I almost fucking imploded. (laughs) And I literally think I like, I was like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, please, like, someone turn off the phone. Why is it on? Like, why is it on? Too much. (laughs) Too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Scout? Um, I think that to my mental health tip, this might be good for the girls who are on the internet, content creators, et cetera, is I think I've shown my face on video once in the last three months. Mm. So like just actually just living life, like being in the moment and not thinking about, I mean, I used to go places and I'd be like, okay, let's get the content. Let's get a couple photos. Cause I'll post it on stories, uh, letting your Instagram, like not have any stories posted every now and then, or going places and just viewing it through the lens of your IRL viewpoint versus your social media viewpoint for me has been really healing because it's just been um, bringing me back to the present moment versus mm. always thinking about my life through the lens of social and how I'm going to like present it on my stories that day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. I was I just sharing with Gabby and with Aaron because I was realizing that like we talk 40 years ahead for the podcast and the goals and everything, but I don't always share that with Aaron mm. in the same way. And I was like, just so you're well aware, like the only reason I'm on social media is to grow thoughts may vary. Uh, the second yeah. it gets to a place where I think it's sustainable as its own thing, I'm all social media I'm off and I'm being the author and I'm being the coach and I'm offline. Like yeah. my, no part of my career goals mm-hmm. have to do with it. I think it's the most draining, exhausting thing ever. It's Yet draining, yeah. it's such a valuable tool yeah, that I recognize free, it. Free, valuable tool. Free, valuable yeah. tool that like I do want to take advantage of because I'm mm-hmm. given an opportunity. But like I don't go on weekends. I turn off all mm-hmm. social media past 6, 7 p.m. Like yeah. I don't care. Like I set such rigid boundaries because – I, it's right now I'm muting everyone and I'm curating my entire feed to be interior decor. Like literally my whole feed right yeah. now is interior okay. decor. I'm trying to get my TikTok to do. Well, to that's be that. why yeah. I love Pinterest. Oh, like, oh. Pinterest is my yeah. Pinterest is the new Tumblr. No, Pinterest. bring back Tumblr, dude. No. Bring back Tumblr. No, yeah. Tumblr was traumatizing <laughs> for me. Trauma helps the emo girls get a little I, too emo. I, like I got too emo on there. Yeah. yeah. It was not good. I loved it. Something Pinterest uh, is scratching in it where I, Me it's too. just, it's just beauty. It's just beauty. That's why Pinterest scratches my brain. Let me show you my Instagram like, explore page right now. It please. is beauty. Like stunning houses all in the same color that's what palette. That's, and I'm scrolling Pinterest. I'm like, I feel so happy. Oh my God. I love Wait, it. The I first have a fun time. assignment, Kobe yeah. Traji. Brooke, my good friend that went on that Coven Sedona trip with me, yeah. had me make a Pinterest identity board. So your most authentic, highest self identity board. Yes. Do all the photos that you love that like make you feel that like embody like, that feeling of your highest version of yourself. Yeah. And put all of your favorite photos of yourself on there. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that cute? I love it. it is. I was like, Brooke, that is an amazing that's assignment. Did you do it? Because I, I yes. want to see yours. Yeah, I want to see yours. I did that in the beginning of the year, but without my face in it, which I need to do because then yeah. it like feels. Like I didn't put it, my face in it yet. To be fair, I just. Have the other ones, Put but your I need face to. in it because yeah. I, it makes the biggest difference. Yeah, because yeah. I, I look at that one and it, but it still feels like the rest of my Pinterest. But if it was with me in it, like totally. I feel like, yeah. No, we got to do it. We got to do it. Okay. But I, I, I feel that. I understand that stuff with social media. I talk about it a lot. And like, I have people making me like, oh my God, it's been so draining that you're always on the internet. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, but what the fuck? You think yeah, I want to be doing this? Yeah. And by the way, for people that like love content creation, I'm like, pop the fuck off. I love Period. when it like yeah. really excites people and they love doing it. And that's incredible. It just doesn't do for my brain what it might do for theirs. But it I is, like taking is a photo like a hard... of myself in the mirror of my outfit. Like that's legitimately. <laughs> you're yeah. like, that's the extent it's of like it for all me. I like to do. Yeah. It's all I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, like you said, it's an incredibly it's a, it's a genius free tool that yeah. we all have access to yeah. that like it is it is tough when like that boundary is there of like I, I want somebody like to care mm-hmm. about what I'm like trying like the storytelling that I'm trying to create mm-hmm. therefore like I need to put the branding out there and I need them to care about like yeah. me in a way almost mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. weird mm-hmm. I yeah I kind of have weird re- weird relationship with it just because like mm-hmm. it literally is my job yeah. and mm-hmm. so there is no 
world where I don't yeah. be on it because it's given us everything. But I, but I can't. If I'm being honest with myself, like I can put better boundaries. Where it's like I do, I, I can, I can post every day, and I have to post every day. That's fine. But the constantly going back and seeing the notifications and refresh, but also wait a minute, that all can be. What I just realized is that there's a difference. You are there's a difference between you and Canberra. You are you are the host. You are the talent. It's like you're the host of a reality Mm -hmm. TV show. Let's just say Mm -hmm. that's very different energetically than putting your life on the internet every day. Yeah, so make that like distinction because you're just a personality for a specific brand. It has nothing to do with like you you don't need to vlog. Yeah, you You could and it could help your brand, but you also don't need to. And that could be a cool boundary. I know. And like, yeah. and I, yeah, I mean, I feel, I've been feeling a lot of resistance on my personal TikTok because right. I used to do a ton of vlogs. And I, I remember, yeah. And I, I love, I loved, I love looking back on them because I'm like totally. so nostalgic and I'm just like, oh my God, I remember that day. And I just like, yeah. for myself. So I was like, oh, well, let me start doing them again. I even did one yesterday and then I was like, I literally just sat in front of my computer for 10 hours. Like, what the fuck did I do? I'm not going to post yeah. this. No one yeah. cares. So yeah. then it's like, and then I also was yeah, it, it's the undercurrent of like, oh wait, take a video of my fucking food before I eat it. It's like mm-hmm. enough. Like I don't need to do this. And so, yeah. but, but that's not another, actually pushing the needle no, forward in not. your life. So there, but there is another level where I don't like to like be. I don't know. I don't like to whatever. But you know, going out to restaurants and stuff. Like I haven't really like. I love going. Obviously, I love it. It's the job and it's what I whatever. But it's like I don't really go and fully enjoy a yeah. meal, which is yeah. crazy to like. Because my co-founder even the other day was like, just go to a restaurant, like go to the restaurant. Like yeah. you do not need to take content and go to like an unesthetic one. So you're not no, even truly, <laughs> or go to one I've already posted about where it's like yeah. someone, someone asked me the other day, yes, anywhere I will go anywhere. And yeah. it's like, uh, the other day someone asked me my favorite restaurant in LA and I was like, it's funny because I, I, I'll give it to you, but I've never been more than once. Like I don't go to rest because wow. every opportunity for me to go to dinner, go out, I will go somewhere I haven't been so that I can take content. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, people are probably like, Oh, boohoo. It's your like fucking job to do that. And it's like amazing, but it is interesting. Make that anything a job and you could take away the fun. Sure. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And yeah. so it's kind of, Careful it's a what weird, you make a job. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like a weird thing. Cause I'm like, yeah, I love it, but I also yeah, it is true. There is like that again undercurrent mm-hmm. of I'm not just present. Living I'm not this. there for just pleasure and right. joy on yeah. its own accord. Right. Yeah. I think also like we're just we talk about it all the fucking time on the podcast. Like nuance is just such an important thing to integrate into every conversation. Where like oftentimes people just forget that like multiple things can be fucking true at the same yes. time. Yeah. And truly. like it's not that deep. Truly. Like, not truly. that deep. Yeah. Truly. Like sometimes it's just not what you're saying. It's not that deep. But I'm no, just no, saying no, in yes, general, yeah. it's just like. Not that big of a deal. It's all can, it all can coexist. Like yeah. it's your job and you love your job. You also get no. really drained and like it fucking sucks for you like not to be able to go to back to your favorite restaurant 101 times because right. you're, you're, you need to like do your work. Right. Like yeah. those things are both, both true. All and it's the best exist job ever. Yeah. All yeah. exists at once. Thank you guys for doing this. We yes, love you both. Of course. Thank you for having us. Love you. Don't forget to listen to OK Sis. Add OK Sis podcast and OK Sis podcast anywhere. Podcast yeah. Podcast. yeah. At Scott Tobel. She's at Maddie Mayo. At Camera App. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. And we'll have yeah. everything linked below. Good luck. Thanks, guys. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, baby. Gotcha.